All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just the live TV. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, as well as creator and founder of not only just Alive TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network. Today's episode is sponsored by Phoenix Identity. They're offering you their five-day free challenge on how you are giving up your power. So the five ways you're giving away your power every day, how you can start taking that back and yeah that's if you want to upgrade that you'll learn the empowered warrior women ritual which is absolutely crazy and i totally love it so click the link for that in the description join the challenge the challenge is free but you can upgrade it for 25 dollars to become a elite warrior woman um today we're going to be talking about be the role model or be the person you wanted growing up and that is such a powerful conversation, especially for those of us who are in a mentoring or a, you know, coaching or, or a, pow a power role, I would say, right? Even parents. So to speak mm -hmm. about that, please like, follow and share the show. Of course, join our newsletter at justalivetv.com. Pop in the comments if you have questions or you'd like to engage with the conversation. You're always welcome. And to join me today is Crystal Sanders. Crystal, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hi, my name is Crystal Sanders. I go by Crystal J. Um, I am a social media marketer. I am a published author. I co-founded a nonprofit. And, you know, I, and I have like a women's circle, so, it's just all about love and doing our best and being our best selves. Absolutely. So you and I were talking during the pre-screening about this topic. And when we got to talk, when we started talking, it was so powerful because <clears throat> I grew up, I grew up feeling like I didn't have somebody in my corner. I felt like I didn't have somebody to talk to somebody to help guide me and support me and 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 I was always looking outside of my house for that so I would mm -hmm. find mother roles in a bunch of different people I would find father roles in a bunch of different people and they didn't always work out well <laughs> right yeah but it didn't always work out well it wasn't until I was in my mid-20s that I found a woman who treats me like a daughter, loves me unconditionally, and is that person that I go to when I have to something I need to talk about or somebody I need. So in Canada, I don't know about the US, but in Canada, we have the big sister, big brother, big sister. Um, <clears throat> we have that club, right? Yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah. So Basically, what that is, is what we're talking about today, or a portion of what we're talking about today is we all, not all of us, but a good majority of us are looking for something that we didn't get, right? Something that we feel we right. are missing as children. <clears throat> I always felt like I was missing the confidant, the cheerleader in my corner, the best friend, the the woman that the big know, sister big sister right or even the the mother figure and yeah. so you and I were talking about that and it was so important because that's who I want to be too and you you're the same way so tell us a little bit about why that is so important to you yeah so for me it's so important because you know growing up you know I grew up with my grandparents and everything and it was just like you know, my grandmother was wonderful and everything, but it's like having someone to kind of connect to on a, like you said, as a, as a confidant and someone to actually like, you know, kind of guide you with the younger things and everything. And, and it was just so difficult. And then like, you know, me being the oldest child and grandchild period, you know, everybody will look up to me but then it's like I have nobody to look up to and so it's like you know there's like 10 years between me and the sister that I was raised with and you know I'm having to try to be big sis and I don't even know what like that is you know and so it's like I'm getting outside influences 
and everything else, but they're not necessarily good spirited, you know? Yeah. And so for me it was just it's just very important to have to be that I guess you can say that big sister that mom that cousin that whoever to where it's a safe space to basically go out and talk to and have that open communication because that open communication wasn't always present and so it was like through growing up I had like different you know different moms um through as we go, it's like, you know, sometimes there'll be a friend's, friend's mom, or it might be a cousin, an older cousin, or it could be an aunt, or, you know, or something like that, and is, and, or, you know, a teacher once, you know, I got really close to a teacher, and it was just having someone to really talk to and feel safe with, and there wasn't no, there wasn't no limitations on what we could talk about, and actually having somebody to listen and not judge you and just give you that advice that you need, you know? And so, you know, you don't necessarily have to have someone to tell you what to do, but just someone to kind of guide you and give you that wisdom. And so for me, that's what's been important in my life and in my journey. And that's one thing that, you know, I tell my sisters, now I was like, you know, that I feel like I went through my trials and tribulations and my journeys. So that way they can take notes and stuff from it and learn from it and be better and do better. And so that's, what's important to me to be there, to be a support system, to encourage and, and uplift each other and, you know, and just, and just move forward and let everybody know it's okay. It's okay sometimes to not be okay. I, even with my own kids, I, I told my oldest and my, not my two oldest, but, um, my oldest daughter and my oldest son, I kept telling them, like, I want to be the mom that your friends come to when they need help, when they need mm-hmm. somebody to just listen and somebody to just be there and help guide them, not tell them what to do. Like you said, exactly. It's not about telling people what to do. It's about saying, what do you feel? right? How do you feel? Mm. How can I help you? Do you need a, do you need an ear? Do you need to cry? Do you need, what do you need? Right? I find that even for my own kids, I had issues with my oldest son. We didn't really get along for a few years and I wasn't, I wasn't mentally where I am today with him. And so with his, his sisters, it's different because they're getting a little bit more they're getting the mom that they have now versus the mom he had at their age and so i'm sitting there and even with my my soon-to-be 13 year old daughter it's i let her speak and i let her express and i let her be herself and a lot of the times we don't do that and it's it's not a fault of the parents it's what we're taught it's how we're taught to be right our generation was taught to keep our mouth shut. We were to be seen and not heard. We were, you know, uh, I'll give you something to cry about and go outside. (laughs) And, you know, we were a very pushed off um, generation, right? It was pushed outside, pushed to be quiet, pushed, right? So now it's, our kids need to learn their identity. They need to learn how they express and how they, how they can talk and, they need to feel like, like the difference between being their best friend and being their parent, there is a difference, right? For my daughter, right. I am absolutely and utterly your friend. I'm not going to judge you. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, ridicule and reject you, but I am going to hold you accountable, right? I, yes. I, I'm not going to put up with your shit. Yes. It's not going to happen, right? So <laughs> it's, right. It's holding them accountable and being like, that's not on me right? Like that's your choice. That's not my choice. That's not, you know, you still have to follow the rules. You still have to be a functioning part of this household, but I will let you express. And like I was telling you before we started, right. I got, let her get her nails done for the first time today. And it was empowering for her. Right. Um, my friends, my, not my friends, my son's friends and his girlfriend's friends are starting to come to me 
when they need help, when they need somebody to just listen, to give them a different perspective, to allow them to feel like they're being heard. And we just don't do that enough. So I wasn't heard. I, you know, I, I remember sitting on the floor and I was fighting with my aunt and I was sitting on the floor in the hallway that she walked by and I'm like, geez. And she just snapped her head, right? Snapped her head. (laughs) And she turned and she's like, what did you just say? I said, what are you talking about? She goes, she thought I had told her off. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I literally said, geez. Like, it, that's all I said was, geez. That's there was it. no self-expression then. But, like, it was, but I got in so much trouble for that one geez, even though I was just expressing that I was frustrated. It wasn't towards her. It wasn't, you know, it, I was frustrated with her. I was frustrated with the situation, but I said, geez. And it was like instant retaliation and I'm like I didn't Mm -hmm. do anything wrong though right and so like I said growing up it was I wanted unconditional love I just wanted to be heard I wanted to be accepted and encouraged and empowered and I didn't get that so for everybody watching or catching the replay of this video if you're a coach if you're a mentor if you're a parent if you're a sister or a brother if you're somebody who attracts younger generations, are you being the role model that you wanted and needed growing up? Right? We, we, we forget what it was like to be a kid. We forget how traumatizing being a kid is, right? Where one yep. wrong word or one wrong look and you're being persecuted because <laughs> you know they don't understand you. So are you being that role model, that mentor, that person that is there to listen to your children, to your children's friends, to your clients, to the people you come in contact with? I, there's a lady on TikTok, Mama Jade, I think it is. And she is a Christian woman and I'm not religious, but she's a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. And she is so utterly supportive of the LBGTQ plus community. And she's, I'll be your mama. I'll sit with you. Let's have dinner. There's a ton. That's me. Like, I'm not her, but that's me. I'm just like, that's, that's who I want to be. I want to be like the neighborhood mom. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Cause like, um, I actually went to one of the LGBTQ plus, um, parades and, you know, we, I just love seeing, the parents that were there, you know, holding signs and saying, you know, I love you. I'm proud of you. You know, there was, you know, people walking around with, you know, mom hugs, dad hugs, and, you know, and actually seeing some of them actually come out the parade and go and get their hugs and having little conversations and having those breakdowns. I was like, oh my gosh, what that means, what that means. That is powerful and because you do you want to have that feeling of acceptance that feeling of love that feeling of empowerment you know and not to have that especially when you're young and you're growing up is very difficult because then it's like when we get older we're trying to figure all of that stuff like what is love you know what is acceptance and you go through so many things to before we even learn what any of that is. And so you like with me, like with my kids, you know, it's an open, you know, we have an open door policy. I know when they say, mom, can we talk? They know like, you know, that means it's open door. You can say whatever you want to say. And we're going to, you know, I'm going to listen. And then you know, I will give feedback if it's necessary, but sometimes it's just a listening ear. Sometimes it it doesn't require, you know, having anything to say. And so I'm able to do that now with my 10 and 11 year old, but with my 20 year old, I was still young and I was learning what love and acceptance and having confidence in yourself and believing in yourself and, and life in general. So 
he's so like they're getting a more they're getting a different mom than he did at their age like yours yeah. but at the same time he um he 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 gets me now as he's a young adult and teenager that's helping him with his life and everything and so it does mean a lot because you know just like you when I was growing up like it wasn't you kids didn't really have emotions it was like you sad what you sad for you ain't got nothing to be sad about you're only you know eight years old you're only 12 years old you're only 14 or whatever else and it's like even though you're young, you still have feelings. You still have emotions. And it's okay to have that. And we just need to be more accepting, more accepting to feelings and listening and encouraging the other generations and having them come up. Because like with me and my husband, we're always, our house is always full with children and teenagers and young adults and everything else. And we're you know, big sis and big bro to everybody. And we love that. We look forward to that. Yeah. And <laughs> me too. I was like, you know, I said, I need a mansion just so I can fit all my children and their children and all their friends and just like have this big, you know, compound of children. Um, I love that you said that when, when we are kids, my, my son is the same, right? Because now he's 19 going on 20, he's facing all these trials and he's facing all these life changes and, and becoming a young adult. And, um, the relationship we have now is so amazing. Like, yes, he tells me everything. I I swear that kid tells me things I don't even want to hear but he tells me absolutely everything. He's open and honest. Um, if he's having a problem, he comes to me, he talks to me about it. He, so he bought this car once and he likes to buy lemons. And so he, he buys this car and he comes over and he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do I think? And he goes, well, do you not have any words of wisdom or like, what do you think? I said, well, it doesn't really matter what I think. I said, I don't like it. I think it's a piece of shit, but it's your car. If you like it, then right on. I said, I don't care whether you buy the biggest piece of shit, whether you buy the most expensive. I said, I don't care. I just want you to be happy and safe. If that car is happy and safe, then go for it. If it's not safe, then I'm, you know, it's, it's still your choice. I said, you got to live with the consequences, not me. He's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm not going to judge you for, for what you buy. I bug him about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, he, he sends me this, this picture the other day and he's like, um, all like hard up about this car. Right. He loves this car. It's a BMW. Absolutely loves it. And he sends me a picture and I'm like, why are you sending me a picture of that piece of shit car? And he's like, but mom, like he just loves it. Right. And so I'll bug him about it because we have different tastes, but I do bug him about it. Um, his other car, like he has a day-to-day car. Um, I actually want his day-to-day car. Like I okay. want, I want his day-to-day car that he doesn't like. <laughs> I'm just like I want that one. <laughs> like I don't care about the BMW. Give me the charger. I'll be happy with that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but the, the relationship is different. And I remember, and, and I'm a huge advocate for children's rights because, and, mm-hmm. and not only their rights, but they're, they're the fact that they're individuals, right? Kids are individuals. Every person mm-hmm. is an individual. And if you look at yourself as an adult, you learned coping skills, which is the episode we did yesterday. You learned coping skills as a kid. There is so many stress and struggles that children go through. That's when you're learning who you are. You're learning how to do everything. You're learning how to walk and talk. You're learning how to play. You're learning how to make friends. You're lear- you know, you go through years and years of school and you deal with bullying and you deal with, you know, friendships change and situations change and then drugs and alcohol in, are introduced mm-hmm. and sex is introduced. And we have more stress and struggle as kids. Yes. Right? Because not only that, then you've got mom and dad are arguing or we're broke or we're in poverty or whatever. Kids take that on and think it's their fault because they don't understand, right? They don't understand. 
And our generation was like, you don't talk about money. You don't talk about how old you are. You don't ask these questions. And I'm just like, why not? You know, if my kids, right. Hey mom, I want something. And I'm like, right now, I don't have the money for that. Let's revisit that later on. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not going to lie to them. I'm not going to hide all of that from them because they need to know it's okay to struggle. It's okay to get back up and you have to work for it. Right. We don't do that. Now that was offside, but going back to being the person you needed growing up, right. Whether your, whether your home life was good or not good. Most of us have something we feel we didn't get now. Right. We could sit there and say, oh, my, my childhood was crap because I had a narcissistic mother and my whole family was a bunch of assholes and pardon my language, but this is what I'm talking about. That's, that's my story. Mm-hmm. Um, You're fine. I, I barely, I talked to probably three or four people in my entire family. And I mean, I have a huge family and I talked to two or three people, um, if that. And it's all because, again, the way my family was. And it was very standoffish. Um, It was conditional love, manipulation, all of these things growing up. So there was a lot that I felt that I was missing. The one person who made me feel like I was valued passed away. I've been with my husband now 14 years. So he passed away 15 years ago. And he was, he wasn't even blood. And he was the only person in my family to actually make me feel like I was a valued part of that family. And one out of hundreds, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so growing up, I could have said, oh, this is all their fault. They're all horrible. You know, I could take that pain and I could take that trauma that I experienced growing up And I could let it sour me and I could still be angry. I could still be ranting and raving. Um, I could still be living in all of that. I should have had this and I could have Mm -hmm. had this and I didn't have this. And sorry, but instead I'm using that to power me forward Mm -hmm. and say, I didn't have that, but why don't I give everybody else that what I'm going to be Uh, My, my struggle is now my strength because I know what it's like to be a kid. I remember what it was like to be a child and a preteen and a teen who didn't have those people backing me up, who didn't have people who would actually listen to what I had to say without judgment, right? To blindly accept me and hold me accountable, right? And say, well, if you're being a shit to your parents, like, I don't, I don't disagree with you being grounded if you're being a shit to your parents like but why are you being a shit like let's get into that like why are you being a shit are you upset are you depressed are you having problems like what's going on let's deal with that and then you'll stop being a shit (laughs) right and so it's giving it's again I'm now the I'm now the person that I wanted growing up Mm -hmm. instead of letting it beat me down and keep me stuck in a negative mentality, I'm using that. And that's, and that's amazing to be able to do that because I feel like there is, you know, a lot of people who are, have not been able to make that change to use their trauma or their struggles or Mm -hmm even knowing like the person that they are missing in their lives. And so for us to realize the type of person and the type of things that we wish we would have had in our lives and to actually be those persons for, you know, for our kids and for, you know, the neighborhood and for the community or for whoever, then that's a lot because we're making a difference, you know? Even if it may be just a small difference, it's making a difference. And then especially when it comes to like the mental health and asking, you know, why are you being a shit? It didn't matter back then growing up why our actions was our actions. No one would 
ask you that because it's like back then it's like it didn't matter you don't have you're a kid you don't have feelings and that's kind of how it made it you know how it made it feel like it doesn't matter why you feel the way you you feel you're wrong and this is how it's going to be and so to sit there and now like with mental health is being kind of more accepting you know more people are being open about their feel open about their feelings and open about their mental health and everything else and like so for me like I have PTSD I have severe anxiety and everything else and so it's like you know going in and telling people like it's okay it's okay to have those it's okay because all of that stuff can be managing be manageable you know like you can have yeah, you can have medications and you can have meditation and you can have, you know, yogas or you can have, you know, motivational speakers or you can have, you know, someone that you trust that you talk to, you know, but having that safe space is amazing and it makes a difference. And so like for me, like when um, me and my sister did our nonprofit, you know, that was our thing. We're like, we're moms taking action because we're tired of the bullying in school. We're tired of the suicides that kids are trying to commit or they are committing. And like, they're doing it at like seven and six and eight years old. Yep. And it's like, how, like, why, why is this okay? What, why isn't nobody doing anything? Why isn't anybody seeing why, you know, and then it'd be like, you know, the kids are saying, well, you know, they were sad or they're going through this, but then nobody else knows about it. And so it's like, who asked what's going on? Who asked, who just, just embraced that child and everything else? Like we have to provide a safe space for our kids and for the teens and for the young adults and for each other, really, because we're, you know, none of us is perfect and we all go through our feelings. And sometimes we just need that safe space to just vent or to even just sit. Sometimes it's not even no talk. It's just having someone just knowing that you have somebody there with you, you know? And so for us, you know, that, that nonprofit that we're doing, that's what that's for, you know, is to have that safe space for everyone to come in, but then to also teach life skills, you know, because like, I felt like when I got out as a young adult, I didn't know much about money. I didn't know about savings. I didn't know about, you know, Roth and 401ks and, and how to start your credit and how much credit meant and all of that stuff like you know I didn't go out with that with that stuff when I left school and I wasn't really I wasn't taught that at home so it's like you go out you mess up all this credit and this financial stuff and you're like why why is my life like this and then you know then you have to start learning financial literacy and everything else once everything went to shit and so now it's like preparing the kids that's coming up to where they can learn that as they go. So then that way, when they get out there, they will be more successful adults, you know? And then like, I don't know about Canada, but like here, especially in Texas, like we don't like growing up for us, when I was in school, you have to have at least um, a half a credit of home economics to graduate. Well, now they don't even, you that, that's not even a requirement. So it's like, you're not preparing the kids at all for a lot. And so now it's like, you know, providing the space for kids to even do that. And so, you know, I even, so like with my, my 10 year old, she knows how to cook. Like, you know, she wants to cook. I let her cook. Like she knows how to cook. <laughs> and so, you know, and so like, you know, I have, you know, I have, uh, you know, some custom other kids that come over and they'd be like, they might see her in the kitchen and want to cook and be like, hey, I want to go too. I'm like, can you teach me? And so I'm like, okay, well, she's doing this. So you can start doing this and just going through that process. So that way they can be, you know, 
they could be ready for the outside world. And that's yeah. one thing, like with my 20 year old, he's in the army. And so like, you know, we made sure like before he went out that he knew how to cook and everything else. So he could be at least said like, yeah, of course he's going to call and be like, mom, how did you make this again? Or whatever else. And me and him will sit on the phone, we'll video chat while he's cooking. And sometimes it'll be, I'm here cooking and he's there cooking and we're talking and we're going through this whole thing, but we're having that, we're having that bond and that openness and giving him what he needs. But at the same time, you know, since we're not right here with each other, we can have that special time and he knows that's our special time. And he's also in a safe space. And then also having other kids know that. And I think that sometimes we don't realize how much it is important to have that safe space. And I think sometimes as when we become adults, we for, we, it's like we sometimes forget what it was as a child and how we felt then. And so that's my, my main thing of, you know, oh, you don't, you don't have feelings or you don't know what this feels like or whatever else. Because honestly, we did. We had feelings and we had these, all these different, all these different expressions and everything else that we needed to let out, but it wasn't okay to let it out at home. It wasn't okay to let it out at school. It wasn't okay to let it out around any adults. And then if you let it out around, you know, other kids and a neighbor seeing you outside, letting out your feelings or whatever else, then they call it home. And then you're in trouble when you get home or something, you know? And so it's just like, and then you don't know how to communicate. You know, that's one thing, especially about my generation. We didn't learn how to effectively communicate. And being able to effectively communicate will make things a whole lot better. And so I really try to have that and to teach that and to show that because it makes things better. It will prevent a world of trouble or destruction or separation or any of that. And it's just providing those things that we needed growing up and even the things that we need now and teaching others so that way they can be so that way they can be accepted and they can be comfortable and they can know that it's okay to be yourself. Yeah. It's okay to be who you are. Yep. And that's my thing. It's okay to be who you are. Learn who you are. Because when you learn who you are and you start moving forward and you start being your best self, then you can be that best mom, that best dad, that best aunt and everything else and trickle on down. And have other people become their best selves. And so that for me is everything. Because once you're able to do that, you'll realize there are no limits. There are no limits. That's why I'm an identity coach. Seriously, everything comes down to who you are. Every decision you make, every action that you take, every way that you express yourself comes down to your own unique identity, Right. You and I could both be mothers, wives. We could both be the big sisters and the role models, but we're completely different people. Our energy is different. Our mannerisms, the way we talk, the way we hug, it's all different. (laughs) So when you do start to know who you are and that's what kids are missing, it's it, they're missing the identity. They're missing learning how how to cope, how to process, how to have healthy communication. Uh, We have a comment, social media is killing real communication, face-to-face is the best. While I agree with that, I disagree with that as well. There are some children who don't have the capabilities or the skills to have face-to-face conversations. Uh, My daughter does better with um, even people she's met in person. She has better conversations online with those people than she does in person. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a social skill that she's, that she's unfortunately struggling with. Uh, not that I'm not trying to help with that and, and creating a better face-to-face, but <laughs> yeah. Um, with that being said, it is identity, right? We're not teaching our kids how to express themselves. 
everybody's like, when I talk about being a, an identity coach and I say that you can change your life, they're like, but Melissa, I don't want to change my entire life. It's not that. It's changing how you express yourself. It's finally saying, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. This is how I want people to see me. Embracing your true identity and then expressing that to the world. And when you express that true identity, when you express who you are at your core, you get rid of the people who are not serving your highest good and you call in the people who do, right? You find those people and it makes a huge mm -hmm. difference. Um, I know that you had, you didn't want to go full, full top, full tilt today. Um, so <laughs> how are you feeling? Do you want to keep going? Is there anything you'd like to add or do you want to, you know, slowly kind of taper it off? What are you feeling? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm really feeling this. I just really, you know, I think it's just important for people to realize to, to be, to be who you are, you know, and to be, um, and to pass that down and to let people know, because like, you know, just like with the whole social media, um, thing, you know, yeah, I can see where people can say social media is kind of ruining things or whatever, but at the same time, social media is also putting out a lot of good things and we have to be able to be more of those people that is putting out the good because just because we have a negative we can sit there and and get that positive to counteract that negative you know so so that way we can have the positivity out there because there are kids that are at home and they don't have that person to talk to. They don't have those coping skills or, or anything else. And they're not learning effectively and everything else. And so when they go on some of these social sites, sometimes they're looking and they're listening to these, to people speak positively, to people, you know, speaking truth into their lives, speaking, you know, life into them. And I think that is really important to have because I know for one, for me, when I'm just, you know, really down and out and really need something just to just really lift me up, you know, a lot of times it's easier for me to turn on my TV and go to YouTube or pick up my phone and go to YouTube or, or watch my show or to any of the other podcasts. Yeah. And there we go. So, you know, social media, you know, and it lifts us up and get us started. And then it teaches us to different people who are out there that we may get different advice from or different views from because it's okay to have different views oh yeah. and so you know you may take a little bit of this and take a little bit of that but if social media is being seen as so negative then go out there and be more positive with it you know you see a you see a tiktok or a negative comment or whatever else counteract that with something positive it's kind of like what i tell my kids when they say something like, if I catch them saying something negative to each other or about themselves, I'm like, okay, now give me three positives. Yeah. And, and they'll, sometimes they'll look at me and I'm like, I'm waiting, you know, get that, don't beat that. Yeah. And it's interesting as a society, right? We have social media. There are a ton of people and I've seen TikToks about it. I've seen YouTubes. I've seen reels on Facebook and Instagram saying, why is it that the people who are, who are being shitty online are the ones getting all the attention? And the reason is, is because as a society, we attack. So you get one person mm -hmm doing something that everybody doesn't like, everybody's going to attack that person. But then you get the one person like you and I who are getting on here and going, hey, you know, like this is, you need to be yourself. Positivity and love and unconditional love and acceptance and freedom and all of the stuff that we're talking about that actually matters. And it's crickets. Right? Yes. Society itself would rather attack than build. Mm -hmm. That's and that's where social media has gone, right? Because we would rather attack somebody else than help somebody grow who's actually making a change.
Exactly. Exactly. Because, and, and that shows even when you post things that are positive or you say something positive or you're building something, you know, it's kind of like, um, like you see, like um, a lot of these reels and stuff is um, that's like, especially now it's really popular of the, um, if you really want to know who your friends are, try building a business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then, or then there's another version about the family or whatever else. And so it's like, you know, it's like, it's like people are celebrating the negatives and that's what gets the tension than the positives in your life. You know, it's not about having being, a, it's not even about like being against each other. It's not even about any of that. You know, it's about encouraging one another and lifting them up and, and not, and just encouraging each other because, you know, one person may be doing this, but if you open up, you might see that, Hey, okay, I can do this and it'll be okay. It'll be a process and to know like, okay, you can go to that person for advice and everything else. And that's another thing, especially when it comes to like social media marketing or digital marketing and everything else, like in that space, everybody is like, oh, it's mine, 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 mine. No one really wants to, you hardly find the people who truly wants to give you that value or that advice to where you can move up because they see it as competition. And it's like, no, like it's too many people, too many businesses and everything else to sit there and look at competition. You know, it's about giving that value and being that guiding force and to make sure that we're providing the best services, the best products and everything else for our businesses or for the people behind the businesses, helping each other move up. And so like with me, that's why, you know, I'm also doing, you know, I'm also an empowerment partner, um, an empowerment goddess. So that way, they want to encourage and be there and hire each other, you know? And when I did my book, that was my thing too. I was like, you know, you got to have that big sister and, you know, having my, my, my sister, like say her, all her and all her friends was like 10 years younger than me. But those are the ones that's really around me all the time. And I'm big sister to all of them. And they all come to me for, you know, different things and different issues or whatever else. And so like when they're doing something, they're calling me, Hey, let's go here. And they, you know, and everything else. And so it's like, wow, you know, I got these little sisters or whatever else but then there's so many other people in the world that needs that and just wants that guidance and just wants that know that they're loving and accepting so you know that's why I sat there and I was like you know what I'm gonna do this book and that's what I did because I wanted to reach people and not let them know it's okay you have somebody you know what if you're going through this and you're trying to figure it out you know here's some coping skills here's this here's that just giving that loving big sister advice that I once knew, you know, cause when I first started writing my book, my son was like, you know, I gave him a little, the first little bit I wrote and he was like, mom, he was like, now, you know, I know. And he was like, you have a lot more that you can put in there. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know how much, how deep I want to go with it. He was like, mom, go all in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all in. He was like, yep, all in. So I went in added some of my life stories, my journeys and everything else. And I already know people who even know me my whole life, when they read that book, they found out some stuff that they didn't know that I went through because I didn't show it because I didn't know how to show it. So now it's probably clicking in different heads like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, this, but we grew up to where it wasn't okay to express those things to where it wasn't okay to tell people the things that you were going through or what didn't happen to you or your traumas or anything else you know because like okay like for example one time I even had somebody who tried to even who tried to rape me my friend that was with me didn't come in to help me the guy's friend came in to help me and 
then like I call like you know I'm, I'm of course like I'm just so distraught and I got all these different emotions and everything else and I tell a family member about it before I even make it home you know because back then it wasn't cell phones I had to stop and use a pay phone because I was just yeah. crazy and when I and, and I made that phone call and they're like and I explained what happened and they were just like okay well just make sure you make it home safe yeah. that was their reaction and so it's like I don't want that nobody else to have that reaction yeah. I want somebody to know that they have someone to go to that it's a safe space and to provide that safe space for as many as I can you know whether it's you know other adults and everything else going through and providing like you know a whole big oh like I said and all of us even if we spread out each one of us can sit there and take on and make our communities better make our a little bit and reaching out so that way you don't have that because that was traumatizing so i'm like okay so now how i'm supposed to feel and you don't know and so then it's like that begins with even more trauma like okay did i deserve that was it worth that? Was I not supposed to? Was I not supposed to scream? Was I supposed to accept that? And you wonder those things, you know. And so it's like you—it's just having that safe space and knowing who you are, and it's okay to be who you are, love who you are, and do your best to be you. And that's one of the reasons why I created the Women Supporting Women Can Network and the show, never mind the network, even just the show, right? To know that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be whoever you are. It's okay to be down. It's okay to be anything, right? You're, you're loved and you're accepted and you're worthy and you're not going to find any judgment here, right? I'm going to hold you accountable if you're being a shit but I'm still going to love you. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Well, um, is there anything you'd like to add about, you know, being that role model before we get going? Um, I would say being that role model, we just first have to remember to listen with an open mind an open heart and you know and then we don't always have to respond and to have that open communication and to provide that safe space for even for yourself because being the best of who you are you have to have that self-care you have to provide yourself with a safe environment so then that way you can be yourself being your best you loving yourself so then it will trickle down because being your best self can move mountains accept who you are accept the things that you've been through and take them as lessons and learn from them and move forward and don't be scared to be you because being you is, it's it's life freeing. It's like being an eagle and being able to soar high or being that hummingbird that can fly, you know, that can fly forward, fly backwards, fly upside down, you know, other birds can't do that, but it's okay to be that hummingbird and being unique and being different because that's what makes everything a better space because we're all not the same and that is okay and so love yourself trust yourself self-care and be you absolutely I love that it's it is so important to be the person you are and not worry about worry about everything else um i want to end this on on a note that i don't normally and that is 
through today's sponsor, which, which is me. And I, this isn't because of just the promotion it's so the, the sponsorship for today is the empowered warrior women challenge. And it's a five day challenge. It's about the five ways that you're giving your power away every day. And you don't have to be a woman to join this challenge. You don't have to, the, the ways that we're giving away our power are so exceptional. We don't even realize we're doing it. And one of those ways is we give our power to our past. Mm -hmm. And that's not okay. So in that five-day challenge, we're going to be learning the five ways that you're giving away your power. Plus, we're going to be learning how you can start taking it back now. If you are wanting to be that role model and you're giving your power to your past instead of taking power from your past, then let's talk. Join the challenge. Get in on that. Learn how to use your past, how to help, how to get it to help kickstart you forward, to be the best version of yourself, to love yourself unconditionally, the confidence, the power, the capability, the courage to, to be who you are and to express who, who you are. Being the role model that you wanted to be is all about showing up for others the way that you needed somebody to show up for you. That is all it comes down to. And you can either live in the past, still bitching and moaning about the things that you didn't get, or you can give other people what you didn't get. That's your choice. So, well, <clears throat> thank you, Crystal, for joining me today. I really appreciated this episode. I love, I love the concept behind being the role model you, you needed growing up. Right. Yeah. And thank you for, you know, inviting me into your space. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. All right. Just a family. That is our episode today. If you would like to go and check us out, we are all across social media at just alive TV. You can join our newsletter at just You can sign up to be a guest speaker, or you can let us know if there's a topic that you want to see on the show. That's why the show is called giving you something to talk about. We want to know what you want to talk about. Um, again, join our newsletter, like, and follow the show on our social media platforms. You can find recordings of just about all of the episodes on our Facebook page, including our blog and our mini episodes. You'll find both of those there, uh, sorry, on our website. Um, Again, I'm your host, Melissa Crutchler. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to get a hold of either myself or Crystal, or if you'd like to join the Empowered Warrior Women Challenge, please do so. All of our links are in the description of this video um, or podcast, whichever way you are watching and listening. Again, I'm Melissa Crutchler. I'm your host. And I hope you all have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on where and when you're watching. And I will see you <laughs> on the next episode. <laughs> Thanks again, Crystal. <laughs> Bye. <All right. laughs> Bye.